Hello everyone and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. This podcast is being brought to you by Elite Vacation Homes. If you need a home in the Central Florida area to visit Walt Disney World, Universal Studios, SeaWorld, or any of the other attractions in Central Florida, contact Elite Vacation Homes at EliteVacationHomes.com. show is also being brought to you by David's Vacation Club Rentals. If you want to try any of the DVC resorts for really, really good prices, staying at the Boardwalk, Old Key West, Polly, Grand Floridian, Saratoga Springs, any of the DVC resorts, contact David's at DVCByRequest.com. Show is also being brought to you by Scooter Vacations. If you need a scooter for anything in the Central Florida area, contact our friends at Scooter Vacations at scootervacations.com. And last but not least, if you need to book a trip anywhere in the world, and especially Walt Disney World, contact me at American Tourist Travel, and we will help you out with all your travel needs. So that's it, guys. We're going to hop on the train and head on over to the pub. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the WDW Main Street Podcast. I'm joined again by my great little buddy, John. Hey, John, pull up a car at Epcot? Indeed. Okay. We are the champions. We are the champions. No yes. time for losers, because we, <laughs> we are, are the, champions. the champions. Of the Stanley Cup, two times in a row. Lightning yeah. strikes twice. There you go portion of the show being brought to you by the adventures of carbon and ryan now that's awesome you got back-to-back championships yep back to back so and uh, i mean uh, and, and the way they re-signed everything on the box there's a very good chance they may have back-to-back there too you know that's putting your horse before your cart or the cart before the horse but hey it's 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 feeling good here in tampa so. oh absolutely city of champions and and hurricanes at this point <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that was that was a mere rainstorm all yeah that was so i think maybe you guys up north got a little worse than also than we did so yeah we I mean, got we, a lot of torn we got a couple tornadoes in a couple areas and we got we got like three i got like three inches of rain and it's funny like the day of the pouring rain you go down the basement you see just a tiny trickle then three days later, it's sunny out, and there's a pond down there because it finally seeps up from under the ground. You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how living on the swamp is. You know, the, when it's pouring, uh, the swamp is usually down, but then they release the floodgates uh, down river and yep. stuff like that. And three or four days later, all of a sudden, the swamp level is up to the backyard. Yep. You know, so, yep, it's the same thing. So. Yeah, because I have a basement that's half poured. It's half not. We spoke about it before. I've never, it's the way it was. The house is 50 or there's a lot of houses like that. It's just like having a normal, like people look at it like, what's the deal? I said, it's well, it's basically a crawl space you could stand up in, which makes it nice because most crawl spaces are dirt. You know what I'm saying, John? Yeah. They got yeah. cinder block and dirt. Well, half of mine's poured. The other half isn't. The half that isn't. The water table rises up, and you'll see water over there. It goes in the crock. It's not the end of the world as long as the sub pump's running. You know what I mean? But, anywho, yeah, we got rain from Elsa, and you got a championship and less rain than I did from Elsa. That's, uh, you see, so you got all the luck, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, 
uh, I was listening to the weather this morning before I got up this morning to, to leave for work. And you know what? Uh, people complain about the heat in Florida. It's 90. It'll be 92 today, probably, and probably 90 percent humidity. But I'll take that any day versus what they're having out west. I, I, it gets over 100 degrees. I'm not interested. You know, that just that's not me, man. So. Well, and the problem with it is, John, I played, you know, because thank God I'm feeling pretty good. My surgery, uh, all the results came back great. The biopsies and all, so thank goodness. And I finally was cleared to uh, get out of the house. I went and played a little golf. And last week, they, you know, because I'm still not allowed around construction dust and stuff like that. But I'm allowed to do things outside, cut the grass. You understand what I'm saying? I just got to be... You can play. You just can't work yet. I, well, I can work, do certain things, but I just – the drywall dust, it's what it is. Oh, God, real, I can imagine. That's terrible. It's the real but, fine stuff. Like, that'll make yep. my nose bleed when I don't have surgery, if you understand yeah, what I'm saying. It's yeah. stuff like that. Like, even my shop, I haven't been doing much woodworking because you get the fine soot from the woodworking. You, you know what I'm dating at. Yep. But I went out and played a little golf, and last week we had a – Multiple days with heat index of 105 and 104 and 90% humidity. So we're, we're just as hot as you. I mean, today we're going to be uh, – today's going to be a nice day. We're only going to be 86 here today, which is beautiful. But then tomorrow's 91, 90, 92, 93, 92, 91, 94. I mean, so what's the difference between 92 and 97, John? Really, not much no, when it's 90% humidity still. No, I told you before, Doug, the weather at this time of the year is almost the same. I mean, yeah. because I, I, I was stationed in New Jersey and Philadelphia for three years, so I, I remember the summers up there, and they can get very hot and very humid. But the difference is, the, the main difference that uh, people moving down here don't realize is ours lasts through about the middle of October. You know, you're going to have a break at some point where you are you might get back in the 70s and stuff like that and then start to chill out. We don't. I mean, we're, we're going to have 90-degree days all the way through uh, most of October and a lot of people just can't handle that because it, it does get repetitive after a while you get into the middle of you know two weeks before uh, Halloween and you're still uh, you know hot as as blazes it, it does get old but uh, I mean that's the main difference yeah so. but I'll take that over when December January February and March come <laughs> and I'm shoveling snow and you're living the light see then Obviously, you I will too <laughs> yeah but then you got four or five months of absolute heaven we don't. Yes. We used to have shoulder seasons with uh, spring and fall. We don't have that barely anymore. It either goes. It seems like it stays hot here till end of. It's it's in the 90s here through September, John. So we got four May through September. We're 80, high 80s, low 90s. You understand? That's our thing. October it'll start to get into the 80s, but then all of a sudden it'll go from October to November to go from 78 degrees to 80 down to 38. If you understand. <laughs> Like all yeah. of a sudden, Canada will just open, like you said, with the swamp opening. The, they open up the gates to let the, the swamp gates, right. Yeah, here it comes. Canada <laughs> opens up the doors and lets the cold air come down. That jet stream switches, and we go from hot potatoes to freezing, you know, walnuts. You know what I'm saying, John? <laughs> so exactly. Yeah, I'll take Florida any day. We're getting closer and closer too, Johnny. Because I uh, have a lot of the things getting, the ducks are getting in a row with my union. So I'm getting very close for you being stuck with me, John. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a matter. I think at some point it's going to be a matter of you guys uh, deciding to sell that house. Is probably yeah. that, that's that the hardest part. That's the part yeah. left now. And yeah. you want to know what one of the things that's killing me right now is the uh, the housing market is like ridiculously too high. 
and I don't want to buy a house down in Florida, even though we're going to have a nice lump sum to put down. I don't want to overpay for something right now, even though I'm because the the difference is what we rose here. We what we we leveled off. But you guys in Florida, because everybody leaving the northeast like rats to get down to Florida and down south, it seems like the housing market down south has stayed high, where ours is leveled off, if you follow me. I'm not going to get the profit off of this house that I will make to overpay for a house in Florida right now. No, if I, if I honestly, if I had the ability, it would be a perfect time for us to sell and then rent for three or four years and then buy another yeah. house because at some point, uh, the stuff will burst again and all the yes. housing market will go down again. But yeah, right now, uh, our house is valued at almost double what we paid for it. So yeah, well, you might think about that, Johnny, because if I, because yeah. uh, I've, I, the, the thing is with me is I don't, I, I I got to find out where I want to go, but that's a, that's a possibility too. Cause I already said I want to rent for a year. My only problem is, is my tools. If it wasn't for my tools, yeah. everything else, there's a couple pieces of furniture, but everything else I'm okay with leaving. It's just my tools and, uh, you know, a, you know, an odd or an end, but it's just yeah, finding the, a place the, to rent that I could put all that in and use them. The problem with us renting would be the pets. You know, and uh, that, that's a big problem with us moving right now, too, because uh, places we've looked at, they're very, they're pretty restrictive on pets and stuff like that. And I, I don't want to really leave until my, my dog's 12, so I'm probably going to end up waiting until she she passes because she's too old to give away to somebody. And no, I sure never. She's taken care of. Yeah. So. Dude, I would track you down and, and make you pay if you ever gave her up. I don't know how yeah, people so. do that unless it's like they have no alternative, but. Yeah. No, yeah. Presley, if we rent it, it would have to be, you know, I would yeah, pay the extra for be him. Hard. It's kind of hard to find. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess as long as you put down the deposits. Yes, yeah, you pay extra. Yeah. Like yeah. my sister-in-law moving up here with her cat. She paid like an extra 50 a month for the cat. Yeah. And Presley, That's not too bad. No, yeah. but it is what it is, you know, and I get it. I understand why you make people do that. So I tell you what I did yesterday, John. I uh, another step closer to moving. I thought about it the other day, and uh, our house phones have been giving us problems. You know how nobody wants to keep a house phone or whatever. But what I did is I switched because the wires crossed. Nobody wants to come out with with the COVID to fix stuff or whatever. And all of a sudden it hit me. I went to Xfinity, and because of me wanting to move, and I my house phone is associated with all my credit card information, my loans. You know, you don't get rid of the house phone because of that, right? Well, what I did is I went to Xfinity and I got a I changed both house phones, my house phone and the office phone, into into uh, cell phones. I transferred the numbers. Okay. So now when I move to Florida, I'll be able to bring my number yeah, that I've had since 95, yeah. John. Yeah, your telephone numbers you've had forever. Yeah, so I did that yesterday. And the crazy part is I got two cell phones. I switched one of my old iPhones over, and they gave me a free Motorola. Dude, it has a bigger screen than what my iPhone 11 has. It's big. They gave me that for free. Not bad. The new Motorola phone. I, I'm actually paying John now with switching those two lines over to cell phones and getting rid of the two landlines. They gave me a, they're going to populate a new number just for my triple play. It'll be a number just to have one house line in the house just to have it here. But I'm going to be paying $7 less a month and I got two new cell phones. 
Well, there you go. How crazy is so? The moral to that story is: look in the certain things, and you'd be surprised where you could save. And then these two phones, if God forbid, like in the office, the other reason I want to do it. Know how sometimes you're working on a job and you're waiting for a call, and you don't want to give everybody your cell number, so I give the office number. Yeah. Now I can take that cell with me. Yeah. And use it. How how cool is that? So I hey, I got five cell phones now, John. You want to borrow one? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, there's there's a seven seven eleven rewards uh, uh, app where I get eleven cents off for a gallon, uh, and I need cell phone numbers to to get a text back for it. So I need to do that for me. There you go, Johnny. <laughs> uh, so did you hear? I heard. Did you listen to our whole uh, food and wine special? No, I, I didn't even I didn't even see that came out. So I'll have to listen to that on the way home today. No, I listened to the show last week. Uh, when you guys were doing the news, when I was uh, busy going Blizzard Beach, Animal Kingdom, Blizzard Beach, Animal Kingdom. I've done that four times this week. I am so frigging sick of Blizzard Beach and Animal Kingdom. Oh. So, oh. I mean, these circle routes are, are god-awful headaches. So. How did he uh, – is it also a pain in the butt? Does a lot of the uh, people get back on from Blizzard Beach with wet clothes and get your bus soaked? No, not really. Honestly, okay. I mean, by the time they're back out there, they're they're either dry or they have towels around them and stuff like that. So no, it's not that bad. The funniest thing I saw was was somebody coming out of Blizzard Beach, and she still had her bathing suit on, but it started to rain, so she put a poncho on. <laughs> and I, I, I think about that for a minute. But the, the only thing I could say is that rainwater is much colder than the water. I guess. Yeah, it, is, it could get pretty cold. Yeah, it could get pretty cold, John. I don't know. I, I, I'd probably put my shirt on to try to stop it, John. Yeah, yeah but, it was pretty funny. But, but no, uh, well, you got to listen to it. Our buddy Robbie Bottoms called it the angriest Walt Disney WDW Main Street podcast ever. And I really don't think I was that angry. I thought I'd been angrier more in the past. I did, I did uh, like... Uh, uh, get a, go a little off, John, because of this whole uh, paying for FastPass deal. I went a little insane on that, which I feel I should. And I also uh, went a little insane on the, uh, like, like with the, if you stay in the Grand Floridian, the extra magic hours. I, I think your benefits staying there are, you get the benefits of the hotel. Because if you're not going to give moderates or values, and face it, and this is the point I made, and I think you'll agree with me. If you're not going to get any extra perk for staying in either a moderate or a value, especially a value resort, John, would you rather pay $180 a night to stay at the All-Star and get no perks or stay at the B or the Wyndham for $120 a night? Well, yeah, and then you can walk across the street to Disney Springs, so at least you have something within walking distance, do you? Yeah, so. plus the amenities in those hotels are more. You're treated better. You're, you're, there's not much amenities at. You don't have a sit-down restaurant. Those ones do. The pool bars are much nicer. You understand what I'm saying? The reason you're staying at a value resort or a moderate resort on Disney property is for the perks. Am I like getting in and out of the parks? Is there anything else that they really give you more than any other resort or hotel around uh, around Walt Disney World besides the parks getting to and in, in and out of the parks? Uh, transportation. And, and, it, and it's getting better, but right now you guys, even the transportation is, you guys are lacking on help right now. I mean, they're trying to get more and more buses, and the boats still aren't running from Riverside so what, or, or, or Key West or whatever, so what am I paying for that for? No, uh, the Skyliner for Pop Century and uh, Caribbean. Well, uh, Pop Century would be your value there. So Okay. But, 
but yeah, yeah. I mean, for for value, yeah. If if it was a, a choice between two, uh, a value and staying at the Wyndham or the B Resort or something like that, I would definitely pick uh, the Wyndham. At least the Wyndham, because I know the Wyndham. I've I've stayed there. I don't. I haven't stayed at the B or any of the other ones. But yeah, for for especially for forty fifty bucks less a night. Yeah, so. and then the other thing is, if you're gonna pay. 200 plus to stay at Riverside. I'm not even, and you know how much I love Riverside. I'm an agent, so I still will get my discounts, John. So it'll be worth it to me. But if I'm going to pay 280 for Riverside, you might as well pay 260 or 250 because you can get it at those rates are around the same price for Swan and Dolphin. Because you got that whole area, and and I they're more of a deluxe resort. You get you get twice the amenities given to you from that resort than you do Riverside as far as what they give you in the rooms and stuff like that, John. And and breakfast, and there's more restaurants. I mean, you got twice the amount of stuff at Swan and Dolphin than you do at Riverside. And I would love Riverside, but if you're going to pay the same price, I would stay at the Swan and Dolphin first. If you're not going to get in or out of the park or all your, or any of those benefits. Uh, I, I can't say that I, if, if the boats were going now, I'll quantify that with Riverside being open and the boats being open. Now I, I like that resort a lot better. I mean, I, I, dolphin and the swan, I, I don't know. They don't, I, I never have liked the resorts themselves. Uh, I delivered to them for years and I, maybe that rubbed off on me, but now nah, I, I, I just have, I don't care for the resorts. So, and I, I love the location, obviously. I mean, they're right there on the boardwalk and stuff like that, but yeah, if I had, and the boats were going, that's a big deal. Um, if, nah. if I had the choice between staying at French quarter boats were going to Disney Springs, I would, I'd pay the same price and stay at uh, French quarter. So. Yeah. See now, me if, if I and I've stayed at the Swan and Dolphin, I don't know five, six times. Or I've been there. We've been there quite a bit, and I loved it there. I've stayed there many a times because I've gotten really good deals there. I mean, I told you I paid in the one twenty a night on some specials that they would have and stuff like that. And I mean, the friendship boats you have too, which are beautiful that run back and forth. And I could walk to Hollywood Studios and I could walk to Epcot. So my point is, if you're not going to get into parks, people. I think more and more people are going to look elsewhere. If you're not going to get any benefits for staying at the moderate or the value, why would you pay the exorbitant amount of pricing? Is my opinion. I just take an Uber every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah I suppose. So, I mean, the, and then with the, the pay for fast pass, uh, me and you both spoke, of this, both spoke about this before. I honestly believe that they should just uh, – do away with fast pass altogether because the rides run so much better without fast pass in my opinion it's it it's truly just a a a thing that clogs up the system is what it is and i mean it and for people who know how to manipulate it correctly and we do believe me i mean we know how to get fast passes we know how to get more fast passes and the whole thing it it works out well to to get you on the attractions but without the whole system in place you just get there early and ride the rides that you want to ride. I yeah. mean, it's that easy. I mean, Dude. so when you went to the Magic Kingdom, you just go drive, ride Seven Dwarfs right away and then get in line for uh, Big Thunder or Space Mountain and make your way around the park to the lesser uh, busy attractions. It's it's that simple. It really is. Uh, Almost every ride that I went on, literally the ride, the line that you were in, like we got on Toy Story. We were all the way down the end where the restaurant, where the old entrance used to be a Toy Story, around the front there. Yeah, yeah. Literally, we were inside that building within 10 minutes, 5, 10 minutes. That line, the minute we got into it, just continued to move, John. It never really stopped. If it stopped, it stopped for like 30 seconds and you moved again. How many times were you in a normal line where you just stand there like Soren? You'll stand at Soren for 15, 10, 15 minutes before it moves sometimes. Don't it feel like that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and 
and when Doug, when I worked on Pirates, uh, I, I listened to uh, the people talk about the year before when it went down for refurbishment. It went down for refurbishment in February. It came back up about March 10th. And then March 10th is like right when spring break really kicks in down here. And so for a month after that uh, refurbishment a couple of years ago, they didn't have the fast pass lanes open. They just had the regular line. Now, during spring break with fast pass in place, the usual wait time for pirates would get up to about 50, 55 minutes, maybe over an hour with that without fast pass in place and just both queue sides. Let me guess, 25, 20, 25 minutes. It averaged between 20 and 25 minutes. Absolutely. And and all this, it, it's really more, it's about, it, now it's going to be about the money. Because they, they, it's a way that they finally had the chance, with it being down, to switch it without anybody. It's, it's open season right now for them. And it's a shame because I don't think, I, whatever happened to, you put the work in, John, and you get the reward. Whatever happened to that, you get up, you go, you get in line, that's who should get rewarded. It shouldn't be based on how much money you have, John. It really should yeah, not at the parks, not with what they're charging to get in to begin with. I heard I heard you guys uh, say last week that you know, and and uh, Disney's going to use uh, Universal. Well, Universal's been doing it forever, so it's it's uh, you know high time. And uh, I understand that mentality, and and but it and it is disappointing that Disney is going this way. But yes. is it surprising? No, no it, it's just <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's sad. It's <laughs> just I, sad. It's it, it like you said, COVID nineteen was an excuse for things to happen, and and it, it's it's not surprising at all. Is it disappointing? Absolutely, but taking it full advantage no. of it though. No, yeah, no, 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 it's not surprising. No, so. it's just it, it's really sad because I feel like uh, uh, then what's to stop them? Because I even said I mentioned this to Judith off the air, and I mentioned other people. Hold on a second. Yep. Johnny ran away from me, dude. Okay, sorry. Sitting in my car. <laughs> it's okay. What the hell happened? Uh, <laughs> just some guests coming by asking questions. So. Uh, okay. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm like, you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing out in the cast member parking lot? Yeah. Anyway. Well, like I said, I said to Judith and him off the air. that, And I mentioned this to somebody else. So, okay, they're going to pay for fast passes. And, and, and if, if you got to pay an extra 10 dollars a person to say get on something like one of the rumors is you can get on the app and it'll say so many are available for ten dollars a person at this time to go over to get in to get it's available between nine and ten or whatever hours you pay you hit it'll automatically charge you got four fast passes but and and i said to them i said so what would stop it like if you're going to allow this where you just buy whoever has the most money buys the fast passes then i think the restaurant should do the same thing so if i make a reservation 30 days out for california grill and and you show up and you offer to mater d at extra hundred dollars they should just be out to throw my goddamn reservation right out the window just walk up and say i'll give you 200 for a table now What's to stop them from doing that? And they should also get all the cast members that know it rope drop. Take bids on who gets in earlier. Make it a $50 line, a $40 line, a $30. Like, take full, like if you're going to rate me, just totally take every dime you can. And then eventually they should get auctioneers at every line, at every ride. Give me 10, give me 20, give me 20, give me 30, give me 30, give me 40. Just Disney, just take it all. I mean, you got the opportunity. Just do it. I mean, what's stopping you? I mean, really? What, what? I mean, after you commit the first crime, you might as well go on a crime spree. 
<laughs> Doug, it'll be kind of like that uh, Sopranos episode where Tony Soprano just walks up to the maitre d and, and gets the table right away after yeah. there's a, a room full of people. Yeah, everybody's gonna be Tony Soprano if you got the money, right? So. Yeah, that's the way it should be. I mean, if you if you think it should be that way, like I know Pam Foster and all from Be Our Guest, and they, she's always been at the point where. If I stay at one of the higher expensive resorts, I am entitled to getting more than you. That's the way I take it when I hear it. And 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 that's how a lot of people feel. Like some people have the money, John, but just don't feel like they have the need. They'd rather stay at Riverside or 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 rent from David to get a great deal at Old Key West instead of giving seven hundred night to stay at the Grand Floridian. So if you're if you if you're willing to spend that does that entitle you to more that ain't what it's about like i i don't understand why that is and has anything to do with the parks when you pay for a resort you're paying for the spa you're paying for the pools you're paying for citricos norcosis the beauty the location the view to be able to see the fireworks from your room the, the extra transportation am i wrong john but once you get in the parks everybody paid the same amount to get in the park am i am i right the, the you're right about that and then but the thing I would disagree with Bob that he said last week was uh, he was trying to include all the all the and and I, I agree with Judith on this point um, I mean he, the, the perks for the parks the early magic hours the the uh, fast passes all that that should go to every cast or every guest staying on Disney property in a Disney owned hotel. Um, so that's my, my belief. I mean, I, you know, if you're staying at, at all-star music, you get the same uh, I, benefits as you do the people staying at Riviera grand Floridian. But if you're staying at Wyndham and I'm sorry, you know, Wyndham, but you don't get the same benefits because it's not a Disney owned hotel. It's on Disney property, but it's not Disney. And I agree with you wholeheartedly on that. I'm not a, I don't have a problem with that. And, and, yeah. and, and, but my deal is that what I'm trying to, what the whole reasoning I'm trying to make is, okay, if you stay at, the Grand Floridian on property, right? Or right outside, or you stay at, uh, what is it, the uh, Waldorf Astoria, right? Yeah. Okay, why, you're paying extra to stay at the Grand Floridian than the Waldorf Astoria, and the Waldorf Astoria has probably ten times the amenities what they give you for staying there, am I wrong? Or just as many. Oh, They're, but well, what about the Four Seasons? The Four Gold Seasons. Oak? I mean, that's the... Exactly. Yeah, that's the epitome of hotels. Yeah, but, I mean, the, uh, the amenities on property there are probably twice or three times as nice as anything at the grand floridian exactly but, yeah. but then yeah. my point but the, is i imagine the rates are exactly almost exactly the same yeah uh, and my point is also though you're paying more like there's resorts and hotels that are equal to all disney's right outside the gates am i wrong like for each category for for deluxe moderate and value you have the same exact value you have the same exact hotels right outside the gates right Everybody who stays in any of those categories are up paying in each of those categories. I feel equally to get to, to stay on Disney property. What you could pay the same amount less for a value of moderate or deluxe off property. Am I wrong? So you're deciding to stay on property no matter what what scale you're staying in. You're paying the up pay to be able to get into the parks and get the perks. Am I wrong, John? Yeah, yeah. So so I just. I don't know. I just think they ought to stop. But yeah, if you're gonna do it, then do it all. Don't 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 take any dining reservations. Wait till that day, Disney, and just have the Mater D say, okay, we only have so many tables left. I want an extra buck and a half to sit down. I mean, you're losing money, Disney, really. And again, I still want them to do that Wreck-It Ralph, John. They have to. 
I mean, they need to shit, turn me upside down and shake every penny out of my pocket before I leave. <laughs> now, do you want to go to, uh, are you excited? Uh, well, I can't wait for you to listen, but there's seven new booths this year at Food and Wine, John. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I'm going to listen to the show on the way home. And actually, me and Lisa are talking. We've got our one night at Riviera coming up at the beginning of August. Uh, not Riviera, uh, Coronado uh, for our uh, cast member stay night. Um, so I don't know if, we, and we will be able to go to Epcot. So I don't know if we'll go over to Epcot and go to the Food and Wine Festival, if we'll go to Disney Springs and maybe hit up uh, Paddlefish again because, boy, those scallops were good. Or uh, <laughs> just uh, explore the resort and eat somewhere at Coronado. So it's we're going to look at the menus and try to decide which one we want to do. So there's a lot of choices right now. So See, that's the great part, though. Uh... That's the fun part about a trip. That's I I love that sometimes is almost as much as the trip anticipating the trip. Yeah, yeah. One night stay though, you know, you got to make one decision here, so we really need to think about it. So, yeah, because if I'm going to make a reservation, I better make one. So, but you guys will have some fun, uh, you know, doing that. It that's family time right there. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, we probably end up at Epcot. Oh, I would <laughs> bet my. Doing... Do, doing the food and wine festival because it's going to be going so yeah that's probably what we'll end up doing so yeah i mean john you got like even this one new one uh, the swanky saucy swine near disney traders they have a crispy barbecue pork rinds and a palmetto cheese roasted pancetta with a pork fat roasted rosemary potato and lemon parsley and soy glazed sticky ribs john with green onions and peanuts yeah that sounds good yeah, and crispy pig ear salad, John, with fire, fire roasted tomatillo sauce, pickled red onions, queso fresco, roasted corn salsa, and avocado cream. I mean, there's some. You're gonna have a lot of new options here, John. Yeah, pig ears. Ew. <laughs> um, I t- I talked about it on the show. My dog Prez, uh, Precious. We used to get them at Acme. They they we used to buy the doggy pig ears, and she loved them. Yeah, so. I had a dog that that, kill, that absolutely uh, loved those too, and then I had another one that loved the the hooves. So oh, okay. The, yeah, so yeah, it, it just creeps you out when you think about them. <laughs> oh, absolutely, it does. But you know, she would chew away on them. Yep. Uh, operating hours increased at the studios during August. Have you noticed the crowds up trending a lot, John? Uh, there. I mean, it's a little busier every week. Uh, our buses are back to 100% capacity now. So three weeks ago, we were like, uh, you know, uh, 18 people per bus, please. 18 six feet uh, distance, please. Then all of a sudden, it was three feet difference. And then today, it's if there, if you can see the floor, there's room for more. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, has it changed? So, uh, well, that's awesome. But yeah, the studios now is nine to nine. They've extended the hours there, so they're increasing every day. More hours, more capacity. I haven't seen the uh, new uh, Black Widow yet. Do you, are you planning on paying for that? Or are you going to wait? No, I haven't paid for any of the movies yet. The only one that I would consider paying for, and just because I'm a, a goober geek and uh, me and my son both uh, uh, like wrestling a little bit, is uh, I, I might. I don't. I still wouldn't do it, but I would consider paying for the jungle cruise if he was excited about seeing it but i don't think anybody's too excited so we'll just wait so yeah i thought about that i watched the end of loki loki's pretty good but it's confusing dude i don't know i don't like the whole timeline oh that was another bone to pick with bob yeah what he, the heck does the, he mean this marvel stuff is better than the mandalorian no My i know god what was he smoking uh, no Holy he loves crap. it 
he loves that. Like, like I enjoyed, and I will say, I enjoyed some of Loki, but it, it, it's confusing, and I, I don't know what to think of it in some ways. I'm, like, lost, and I'm watching it. And then the only thing I will I'll criticize by saying you get tired of trying to figure everything out. Am I wrong, John? It's like, it, it's like I feel like I'm doing homework watching the show. No, I mean, and really, out of the three Marvel shows that I've I've watched, all three of these, and I would I'd rate uh, uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier the best, and then or Falcon and the Winter Soldier the best, and then uh, Loki, and then on the bottom, WandaVision. But uh, I mean, if you put all those together, rated them all together, gave them all three point four stars, it's still not equal to the Mandalorian. <laughs> uh, yeah. Mandalorian was just good all around. It was Star Wars and it was a Western. It was fantastic. So. Yeah, the only thing I hate about Man- Mandalorian is they had to go get political and get rid of uh, the, the the girl from the show. I mean, ain't like she committed a crime, John. I, I, I liked her on the show. You know, there's a lot of crazy people in Hollywood. I mean, hence Johnny Depp, but he still has a job. I just thought I loved the Mandalorian. That would be my number one. Well, my number one was all the behind-the-scenes stuff on Disney. The Animal Kingdom stuff, all that stuff. That was my favorite. The favorite made for there was the Mandalorian. And then number two, I'd probably say I really enjoyed that Big Shots with my fellow good-looking man, John Stamos. <laughs> I haven't seen any of that. So. What I watched, me and Brenda watch that as like family night, you follow me? And what I liked about that show, John, is it shows can't we all just get along? It, it had a little bit of an edge to it, even though it was on Disney. I found that the girls that played on the basketball team, and don't take me as offense, I would also say this as boys, they weren't annoying. You know how you get a group of kids and you're an old fart like me and you watch a show? Sometimes you... The, get on my lawn! Yeah, the, get the ball yeah. out of my yard! The, every one of the actresses and uh, that played on the show were not annoying. They, they were really, really good. And the show hit a lot of topics but the way they handled the topics is the way our entire government should look at it and handle our to- you understand what I'm saying? they figured it out without being idiots to each other you follow it was i really liked the show it sent a good message and it was it was one of those shows that i turned it on and didn't expect anything out of it and it was so much more you follow me i thought it was a good show so if you have kids it's a good show to, and they like sports it's a good show to watch so i liked it uh, Disney gives a look at the making of the new Jungle Cruise on both coasts at Disney, and with, with, as the Disneyland version opens, a new version. Uh, you looking forward to hopping on this, John? Yeah, actually, I, I keep meaning to go over to the Magic Kingdom, and as soon as uh, uh, things work out well and I, and I I can walk a little better, then I'll be heading over to uh, I'll be heading over to the parks because I can get in now, like I said. And uh, actually, today would work out great, but I need to get home and do yard work. So it, it's hard to try to squeeze this in with trying to get caught up on bills and everything else. But I'm I'm trying. I'm getting there. But uh, Disneyland is welcoming guests to its brand new Jungle Cruise experience today, and Disney has shared a backstage look at creating the new props, characters, and story for the classic ride on both coasts. Uh, and then they have a little video from Kim Irvine, which is the executive creative director and Chris Beatty, creative portfolio executive for Walt Disney World on working on a bi-coastal effort. Disney World's new Jungle Cruise is still being updated as the ride remains open to guests. Disney has not yet given a completion date for the Magic Kingdom edition, but they do expect to wrap up work this summer. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing it to see what, you know, how they change it. Hopefully it's oh, yeah. for the better. Yeah. So... And, I, hey, John, 
would your feet would you being in pain the way you are maybe you ought to get that kid outside to get that work done for you you gotta oh, we gotta rest gra- you gotta he's rest getting the gra- he's getting the grass mode doug but you know as well as i do nobody nobody does your yard work like you want your yard work to be done well, <laughs> so, well you need I go home and i still have to i still have to weed eat well you because... need to grab an iced tea and supervise john and get it done exactly <laughs> the way you want it because believe me yeah. i could get my two godchildren to get my yard exactly the way i wanted it yeah. trust me yeah, you probably have a better yard than I. Mine, mine's full of cypress knees, so I have to <laughs> spend time getting around them and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, I got like eight thousand hours of weed whacking is what my biggest problem. Yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, so. I've, I've got quite a bit of that too. So this is I I don't understand the uh, this year's. I mean, it's all free music, and I'm sure I'll enjoy it. But I don't know any of these new uh, new bands that are going to be playing at Epcot Food and Wine Festival this year. Wow. Yeah, I don't know a single one. The 2020 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival opens the American Gardens Bandstand presented by Florida Blue Medicare, a live music concert series Friday through Monday evenings. And the performers are local bands from Central Florida take the stage at the American Gardens Theaters playing popular songs of yesterday and today. Here's the lineup announced so far. July 16th through the 19th, is Epic Live. You know who Epic Live is, John? No, I pretty much know nobody who's on here. So. Yes, and this is the first time ever. I mean, Boys the Men would be like the like the Beatles at this concert, and I like Boys the Men, but you get my point. The 23rd to the 26th of July is Champagne Orchestra. July 30th through my birthday, August 2nd, is The Element. I have never heard of The Element either. August 6th through the 9th is Sound Society. 13th through the 16th is The Hooligans. Sounds like we should be in that band, John. Well, I'm, I'm hoping The Hooligans mean they play some, like, Flog and Molly or some Dropkick Murphy type stuff. So, And if they do cover songs of uh, those bands, I would be interested in that. It, that sounds like the appropriate Irish punk sound, doesn't it? Uh-huh. The Hooligans. It's, uh... Yeah, maybe Champagne Orchestra will be like ELO. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, that, maybe they're – it does say uh, – hit songs of yesterday and today so maybe they are a cover band so maybe maybe you have to read into their their name to try to get what kind of music they play so yeah look them up and that's why we're announcing it look them up and if they're there during your week and maybe they might play uh bon jovi or something you know who the hell knows yeah the sixth through the ninth is sound society then i said the 13th and 16th is the hooligans the 20th through the 23rd is the vibe man you got the vibe August 27th through the 30th is the M80s. I hope they play the 80s, John. That would be pretty disappointing if they don't. You know, you said that, and then I was going with their cover band of the B-52s. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm thinking the 80s. Uh, the 3rd through yeah, the 6th right. is the Latin Ambition. Uh, the 10th through the 13th of September is the Audio Exchange. Uh, September 17th through the 20th, the Hooligans return, John. And then to finish it out, September 24th through the 27th is Epic Live. Now, we got a lot of time left in food and wine. It goes all the way to November. So I'm sure, uh, thinking maybe some of the regular bands will come back, being it's been extended this long. Maybe you will get uh, Mickey Thompson from Air Supply or Boys to Men or something later on in the season, you think? Yeah, maybe maybe they'll have uh, uh, some of the bigger performers show up in uh, later later September October, or October. November, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You know what was uh, I enjoyed some of the best music I heard was uh, the cover bands that. I, but you you could definitely tell what 
cover bands they were by their uh, Slippery When Wet, the yes. Bon Jovi cover band. They were actually really good. I, I really enjoyed them when I saw them in the uh, summer a couple of years ago. So uh, I've, I've, It's free music. It's not. Yeah, you know, it, yeah exactly. Yeah, so enjoy it. And there's nothing like the music playing in the background. Like last trip, we had, back in May, we, had, we went and seen a couple of the, the bands play. Remember John Dorn, uh, Flower and Garden? It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah, and if it, if they're really bands from across Central Florida, that's a good thing too. You know, promote local music, so that's great. Hundred uh, percent. Thinking about this again, John. Activity on the most prized piece of land at Walt Disney World sparks renewed interest in the resurgence of another Magic Kingdom area resort. Well, we all know it's going to be a deluxe. If it is, it won't be a value or a moderate. <laughs> yeah. Well, on the monorail line on on the Seven Seas Lagoon, Doug, I don't think it has an option. Mm. No. So. The point is, whenever they build, it's never going to be. They're never going to build a value or a moderate again. I mark my words. Was the Flingo, the Flamingo Crossing? Every one of those hotels are being built by a second vent. I mean, by somebody else other other than them. They're only going to build DVC. I think this will be a DVC resort if they can build on it. They've been having problems for years with this land for some reason, John. Yeah, and every time I drive by it, I look at it and I go, if I put a tent right in the middle of that stand of trees how long before security would notice me yeah <laughs> but uh, you know what i'm not the first person that thought that either so then you probably won't be the I've last until it's built <laughs> so. yeah and you probably won't be the last until it's built <laughs> yep uh, but uh a simple barrier and a fence installed this week on the edge of seven seas lagoon has sparked a lot of interest this week with the possibility disney may may once again be exploring a building of perhaps the most valuable piece of unbuilt land at Walt Disney World. The site is known to Disney history fans as the location of what was to be the Venetian Resort. Remember the Venetian Resort, John? I heard a lot about the possibility of that one, and then later it was supposed to be the Mediterranean. So, yep. yeah, both of those would have been great ideas. Yeah. So. With the Waterside Seven Seas Lagoon possible position on the monorail line the site is very close to the magic kingdom complete with all important views of the park and nightly fireworks shows so it shows the big circle it's like directly across from the grand floridian on you pass by it every time right before you go in the overpass to go to contemporary right john yeah it's right right there on the the left bridge Yep. Yep. It's right before the water bridge, right there. So, and there's there's a section there, and then there's a section of undeveloped property on right across the street from the contemporary. Before you, the as a bus driver, you turn into the Magic Kingdom bus loops. There's a, a piece of property there, and frankly, I, I don't care if they leave those un, that uh, that piece of property undeveloped, but they need to beautify it a little bit. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I always thought that no one would be cool there if they put like a marina there, John, or something. A little marina, cool, like or... a like a little bar, restaurant, something right there on the water. How nice would that be? That would be awesome. A little bar and, and something yeah, like that. Yeah. But but I mean, as uh, when I was a kid, uh, going from the TTC to the Magic Kingdom, or or was it the way back? I don't, know, I don't even remember. But anyway, the, the the stretch of the monorail line there, when it just passes over the grass and stuff like that, that was full of topiaries. Yeah. And it, I mean, if nothing else, do something like that. Put yeah. something there. Yeah. You know. I mean. Bob took the landscapers. Both Bob Cheapy Chapik and Iger took them over to their houses to do the work. And I don't know. I don't know when they got rid of those topiaries. Uh, I bet it was. uh, It was Doran Iger. It was Doran Iger. He saved fifty cents to put into gas in his boat. (laughs) Epic. 
Economic factors have suggested as being the hotel's downfall, along with the difficulty in building on the area. Disney attempted some trial construction on the site in the past with disappointing results. Walt Walt Disney's upcoming Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Resort set to open in 2022 could be be eyeing up another premium boutique resort at Walt Disney World. What we can say so far clearly is not enough to make a prediction, and Disney is indeed looking at developing the site again. It is a very in the very early stages. No permits have been filed, but let's face it, they're doing something there. They're, they're not just going there for poops and giggles, right, John? I would think they've got to be uh, checking something out. The, the place that I have seen signs of construction uh, beginning again, or at least appearing to get going again, is the, uh, uh, what is it called at, uh, between Wilderness Lodge and Fort Wilderness, the uh, the DVC place out there? Was that the, oh, the, the reserves reserve? or something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've seen a, a lot of construction, well, not construction cars, but a lot of, uh, just normal cars parking out in that lot now. So at least the engineers appear to be getting back yeah. to uh, uh, surveying the land and stuff. So. Yeah, they're probably doing all the sight lines and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, so. uh, A look at the completed central courtyard at Epcot's Moroccan Pavilion. That does look beautiful with all the tile yeah, work. Yeah, pretty. All. It really looks nice. Looking forward to checking that out. It'll be nice to walk around in there. That was always a beautiful pavilion. The mosaic work, all the tile work is gorgeous. Yeah, if for once you uh, get, you know, uh, as as we age, Doug, and we take Disney in a different perspective than the, the uh, youngins just running around trying to get on all in their attractions, yeah. um, and you take your time to walk around World Showcase, and and you can deal with some of the pavilions not having rides in them, God forbid, but to just enjoy the theming and to to uh, get a good taste of of what that country is trying to portray itself as as a little indication of here in central florida morocco's always been one of my favorites because you can get back in the middle of the of the bazaar back there and look up and not see anything else other than um that sandstone and it actually can make you feel like you're in the middle east somewhere or or in morocco so i've always thought it was really cool so now world showcase is you know is my favorite always will be my favorite you know i love World Showcase and Animal Kingdom, I love both of them just for the exploring of both of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you don't even have to ride rides. You can, I mean, I can't tell you how many days me and Lisa have been out to Epcot not even rode an attraction. I mean, just enjoying World Showcase and, and stuff. So. Well, that's the beauty of when you move there. That, you know, you get to do all those things. You know what I'm saying? Without without worrying about getting Feeling back that there you have to yeah yeah, yeah. We, we never feel like we wasted a day because we didn't ride anything and and if you if i spent 130 dollars on a ticket every time i came out here yeah i would feel like i wasted the day i guess but so but nah. all right all right big news for doug reopening dates announced for disney's all-star and port orleans reserves at walt disney world disney has today announced reopening dates for the final four walt disney world resort hotels return to operation following covid19 Disney's all-star music for revivals beginning the 16th of September. Port Orleans Resort, Riverside, for revivals beginning October 14th. Port Orleans French Quarter, October 28th. Why, that would be my mom's uh, birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Mama Peters. Uh, she's no longer with us, but nonetheless. Uh, Disney's all-star sports uh, for revivals beginning December 9th. So, good, uh, good, good. I'm just shocked. I am shocked that 
they're not open in the middle of October. I mean, I don't plan on being there before then, but ain't you shocked that that Riverside is not going to open the, like two weeks into the 50th? Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that they did try to get it going, but yeah, I'm surprised it's taken that long. Um, I Interesting, I did talk to one of the bus drivers, one of the newer bus drivers. Yeah, there's people in more junior than me i'm so happy now <laughs> that he was a uh, riverboat captain over on the sasagula for i think he said 12 years um and so he came over to buses because those buses aren't running or the boats aren't running yet and actually he plans on staying with the uh the buses instead of going back to boats basically because uh the boats you are on your feet for eight to ten hours every shift um, regardless if you're just steering, but and going up and down the river, you're still on your feet. And as you grow older, being on your feet that long for that all day is probably a bit annoying. And, uh, the, well, the pay's better. And we also don't get soaked. Uh, he said, uh, if it, there's no thunder and it's just, just pouring, you actually get just drenched driving those boats up and down. So he's going to stay with us. But I asked him why he thought, those resorts were taking so long to reopen and stuff and and his thought was that there just still wasn't enough bus drivers because we did we need a whole lot more buses to get to factor in those uh resorts yeah you know i mean those are big resorts and if they're full we need more but we still need more buses so oh, i 100 percent agree with him i i i had a and it's easier to maintain you know when you're it could like fill the other ones completely up yeah, with what yeah, you have right yeah, now. But yeah. this is where, and, and I said it before, this is where the big executives up at Disney that are supposed to be the geniuses, they should have had everybody called back, but they didn't want to put them on payroll until they hundred percent knew. But if there's clairvoyant and as geniuses, they thought they were, they have you guys, they had all the cast members training way too far behind schedule. In my opinion, they should have brought you guys back a lot sooner than they did. Yeah, I was part of the first group of trainees that that came back, and that was November. I yeah. mean, honestly, we should have came back in in September or something of that at at the at the latest, you know. But yeah, and then once once my training group went through, we were the ones that were had started before COVID nineteen shut down. Um, we got through, and then they still took another six weeks or so into this new year to kick in really training and now they're they're pumping people through i mean they're they're constantly looking for more trainers and they're uh they're recruiting trainers to to get people to train so yeah so it's it's getting busy so no it's crazy i mean they should have had you back because uh, like even traditions like all the training you guys have to do i mean they're under their insurance policies and everything like that when they call back cast members they have to go through that training to be able to deal with Whatever happens on any of the rides, am I wrong, John? Oh yeah, yeah. If you're out for more than three months, you have to start. You have to do redo your entire training again. So yeah, and they should have known this because of that. I mean, because you guys have to know things like if, God forbid, somebody gets sick on the ride or somebody falls or gets hurt, you got to have all the you got to have all the knowledge on how to handle all that. Am I wrong? Or or if, if some guest gets belligerent or out of hand, you got to they they. They train you on how they want you to deal with all that. Am I wrong? Or you get snarky uh, guests who demand that they get their uh, Riviera bus right away because they've seen four Blizzard Beach buses and they don't understand why there's so many Blizzard Beach buses. And gosh dang it, I've waited 40 minutes for a Riviera. No, you haven't, sir. I know the last one was here 20 minutes ago. because I was here 16 minutes ago. Yeah. Well, well, 20 minutes seems like 40 minutes. Okay, sir. Okay, well, then... <laughs> 
Thanks. You're going to live a long life, I tell him. <laughs> <laughs> you're a lucky man. You're going to live double most people's life. You're very, you're very lucky. I would have told him. Yeah, uh, uh, and that that's become my new uh, my new ideas. And and folks, I'm a DVC member, so believe me, uh, I'm, I'm if I'm criticizing, I'm criticizing myself. Uh, they they people of the Riviera are the most spoiled, entitled, enti- feel entitled uh, individuals that I've ran into out here. Because uh, Blizzard Beach, we have we share a gate with at, at Animal Kingdom. We share a gate to go to Blizzard Beach with Riviera, mm-hmm. and my bus runs a eight minute route over to Blizzard Beach, turns around, comes back. It takes me 16 minutes to get from Animal Kingdom, Blizzard Beach, and back. 16 minutes. And so I, three times this week I had people tell me, and I saw the Riviera bus pull in behind me, and they told when I got I left did 16 minutes came back there was new guests standing there waiting to go to riviera and three different parties told me they waited 45 minutes there's no way you waited 45 minutes the riviera bus was right behind me the the most you've waited 16 minutes so i don't know maybe their uh their times a bit inflated or they just can't tell time or what but yeah that's been my my experience this week so no, it's 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 sad, John. You got to take that wrath. And, well, and and I understand. I mean, people. Yeah, are you want to get their time want, is money. Yes, and they want to go, but don't lie to me. No, <laughs> I I understand. And you know what? There was one woman who who I came back and she had been there the time before. She's the one, and she didn't even say anything to me. I said, "Ma'am, I'm calling. I'm calling for a Riviera bus for you because you were here last time, and I know you've been waiting a while." And she said, "Thank you very much." The other people, they can <clears throat> go f. <laughs> yeah. You know, they can they can go fund themselves. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, like I said, uh, you what you need to say is. No, this is the bus station. The exaggeration station is the next stop over. <laughs> yeah, that's what you yeah do. Doug would be a long-time cast member. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, well, what would be wrong with smiling and saying, well, sir, you're going to live a long, long life long if, if, if everything is double. And the exaggeration station's right over there. Yeah. Speaking of stations, the monorail station, the ticket and transportation center, are going to be. it's getting all repainted, John. going to have that new blue color scheme instead of the purple which i do like the paint scheme with the new blue colors that are like in the castle and all don't you yeah yeah absolutely so they're going to be repainting that what else we have johnny uh let's see the new epcot guide map includes creation shops doug's favorite new uh, Uh, store name it's a stupid name the creation shop Come on. It is pretty stupid. Disney <laughs> released a new guide map for Epcot yesterday with the update, including some of the latest additions coming to Epcot this next year. Notably, we see the upcoming creation shop and Club Cool. Yeah, Club Cool. It got to get you some Beverly. Uh, with the map confirming that both will occupy the space of the former Mouse Gear store. Uh, other changes to the map include the removal of Canada far and wide, which is now closed to become the kiosk for the duration of the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And so, yeah, they, they they just completely closed the film. Well, that makes me think, okay, so yeah, it's weird. I mean, there's yeah, no they, other there's no other space to use. What about why don't you use Restaurant Marrakesh? Because you're not using it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the whole Moroccan Pavilion's not being used right now. Wouldn't that be like the place to convert into the, to yeah, the instead yeah. of using uh, Canada? One of the the few movies that actually does work in World Showcase. <laughs> Am I wrong? How about how about that great unused space uh, in the middle of Canada. 
How yeah. about you figure out something to do with that other than just using it for storage? Yes. You know, that beautiful spot up there that's supposed to be, I think that's supposed to be... Uh, the what, big hotel, um, Grand Hotel. Yeah, yeah, Montreal Hotel or, yeah. something, or whatever it is. But And it's a beautiful space and beautifully outdone on the outside, but there is absolutely nothing there. So, I mean, what about opening one of those up and making the uh, inside uh, food kiosk area? Yeah, I don't so. get it. I mean, they have that whole other area that we use at Flower Garden. What's that called there behind Canada, that other pavilion that we went into? Oh, that's uh, where the uh, – uh... I can't think of the name. They yeah, had they had yeah. all the activities there where actually Home Depot had the plants and all out front, and you walked in, and there was they had the band inside. The lady was playing the piano, which was phenomenal, and the event center or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's actually where back in the day where they had the Millennial Village. Yes. Um, so, and, yeah, right there between Canada and, and Great Britain. Yeah, so. they used to do all the pin trading in there, too. Yep. yep. Yeah, did you ever get into when it was uh, way back when, when it was Millennial Village and they had all the little different kiosks from all over, from all the other countries? It was, it was pretty really cool. cool. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's one of those, build, like, you could walk by that so easily, can't you? Like, forget yeah. it's there. Like, dude, I. Out of the corner of my eye at Flower and Garden, I noticed it that first time when we went back in there. I, I forgot it was even open. If I didn't see it, I would have never gone in. Yeah, so. yeah, it, it hides back there. And if it if the gates are open, there's usually something going on. That's also a good spot if they, hopefully at some point, once they start doing uh, uh, real meet and greet characters again, that is one of the good spots where, um, shall we say, some of the less experienced uh, characters come out to uh, meet and greet and a lot of times those are the best ones to run into because a lot of them are a lot more enthusiastic about uh, meeting people so no you're 100 percent right but yeah i don't know they're they're doing absolutely nothing with the moroccan pavilion right now i mean you know make that and keep keep canada open i mean i it's I like that. Being it's got a film that just does what? It was redone a year and a half ago? Yeah. So I it's mean, a fairly new film. I don't understand why it gets shut down. Yeah, especially with COVID and all being out. And I'm sure a lot of people haven't even seen the new one. You know? Yeah. So what's going on over at News Today, John? What's the latest stories? No, let's see what exciting thing we got here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Casey's Corner delivers classic but basic ballpark food in the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I guess we talked. You talked a little bit about the chili dogs and the stuff like that last week. Uh, yeah, and yeah. You said you and Brenda usually split one, which is probably the best idea. Yeah. Uh, but let's see. Uh, the Curse of the, and that's Universal. Do 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 do. What's all right? So we got a new show. We got a new show at uh. Photos, video, new Follow Your Dreams capsule show takes guests on a magical journey this summer at Hong Kong. God, John. Yeah, let's do Hong Kong, uh, Doug. You know, uh, let's see. Uh, doot, doot, doot. Uh, the Spitting Camels in Adventureland are getting a re... I, I know you're very happy about that. Spitting Camels in Adventureland receive makeover at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, the infamous Spinning Camels near the Magic Carpets of Aladdin in the Magic Kingdom have received a bold new look after repainting. Uh, previously, the camels were only goad. Now the camels' accessories are in shades of bright blue. I guess they kind of match the uh, uh, iridescent coloring of the castle. The colors and designs match those on the sign for the magic carpets of Aladdin. And I don't know. I, I was never a big fan of the spinning camel or the spinning stitch at uh, uh, 
Disney Springs. So we recently reported that camels were back in action, spitting water on unsuspecting guests. New paint color really makes the gems pop. The gold has recently been repainted and shines bright in the Florida sunshine. As always, uh, so, yeah, a new color scheme for the camels. Let's see. Uh, uh, we got some new Lady and the Tramp and Toy Story t-shirts. They look pretty interesting. Al's Toy Barn, finally. Uh, let's see. Uh, today we stopped by the Majestic Theater shop inside Hollywood Studios and found two new t-shirts, one featuring Le- Lady from Lady and the Tramp and the other sporting Al's Toy Barn from Toy Story 2. Uh, if you love me, let me sleep. Lady in the Tramp t-shirt, it's $36.99. Uh, the coral, this color coral t-shirt features a pocket on the left side of the chest with the phrase, if you love me, let me sleep. Yeah, well, that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> on top of the pocket, you can see Lady nuzzled up in her bed getting some rest. Uh, Lady looks so cozy. Nothing on the back, and it's a women's for $36.99. This one I like, however. Al's Toy Barn t-shirt from Toy Story 2, 36 All t-shirts are $36.99 now. Wow, they went up. Uh, this yellow t-shirt showcases the logo of Al's Toy Barn, the infamous Toy Story featured in Toy Story 2. It's, uh, and the back of the shirt is blank, but has some stitching running down the middle. And uh, Both of these t-shirts were found in the Majestic Theater Shop inside Disney's Hollywood Studio and cost $36.99. So, yeah, 37 bucks. But I do like the Alice Toy Barn. That's one that uh, I've been wondering about for a while. So uh, I, I wouldn't mind uh, a uh, what's the Pizza Pizza Planet T-shirt, too, if yeah. I can find one of those. Uh, but, yeah. No. So. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm not buying any of them. I like the WDW Main Street T-shirts better. What about you, John? Yeah, yeah, the cost was great. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were free for you, <laughs> for right? For me, anyway. So. Yeah. They are free for everybody. I don't, dude. I, I I pay for more of this show than I get. Let me tell you that much right well, that's now. That's what I said. I, they're free for me. I don't know what Doug paid for them, but you know. So. Yeah, it's not free for me, but I don't know. I'm looking forward to getting down here again, John. As much as I just moaned and groaned again. But what else do we have here? That that Casey's Corner one is that's too much that you just talked about. Me and Brenda, I don't even know we'd be we'd have to split that into four. With all that crap on there, <laughs> uh, yeah, and a lot of times, a lot of times, I don't know. I, I like a good Chicago hot dog and stuff like that, but I don't like a hot dog so so much where I can't pick it up and eat it. You know what I mean? So if I have to have a fork and a knife to to eat a hot dog, well then I'd prefer to eat something else. Dude, <laughs> too much trouble. That's so. me with a hot dog. The perfect hot dog for me is is a little bit of mustard and a little bit of raw onions, freshly cooked, nice fresh bun. That's heaven to me. The only other thing we do once in a while is we'll make mom will make homemade chili or I'll make homemade chili or Brenda. Brenda or mom usually make the chili most of the time. Not, there's a little bit left. Throw some dogs in the grill. Have some nice homemade chili dogs. And that's pretty good, isn't it, John? For something different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's about it with me. And, dude, I hate Sloppy Joes, too. I'm not a Sloppy Joe fan. I, too messy. I, anything that's called has sloppy in front of my food, I'm not eating it, John. I'm not a fan of it. <laughs> You're just not doing it right. Yeah, if you are already dead, no, like, who the hell thought of sloppy, Joe? Like, if somebody said sloppy pizza, sloppy cheesesteak, sloppy hot dog, I'm not eating any of them, are you? <laughs> uh, here's your sloppy pancakes. Get your. I mean, I'm not eating that either. It's like, 
you know, I don't know what all of a sudden with Sloppy Joe became, you know, desirable. Uh, modern patio furniture arrives at Moana theme rooms at uh, at uh, Poly. Dude, I this resort just needs to get done already. Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah. There's so much construction still going on there. Every time I pull in there, I'm uh, I'm always looking, looking, looking. No, it's still going on on the monorail station. <laughs> so I'm always hoping it's done when I pull in there one time. But nah. uh, right, okay. Let's take a look at uh, what they thought of, uh, I guess, the uh, Ohana. Because I, I, I like the uh, title. Review. Wonderful noodles. Abysmal shrimp casserole. <laughs> Surprisingly <laughs> good changes. <laughs> Come with new dinner menu at reopened Ohana in Polynesian. Ohana at uh, the Poly re- recently reopened after being closed for more than a year. Uh, they've tried, they tried the dinner. Let's see what they said. And we all know how the dinner used to be. It was uh, all you care to eat. They brought the shish kebabs to your, uh, uh, to your table and, and dropped the stuff off. Dinner menu at Ohana has been revamped and features new, f- new items. Dinner is $55 per adult, $33 per person. Uh, Ohana coconut papaya scones and cheddar bacon biscuits with honey butter. I love cheddar uh, cheddar biscuits. So. Oh my god, yes. The ones if they are good, the, the at a uh, Red Lobster. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but they have to. You ever like? There's nothing worse than when you're anticipating anticipating them. The, the when the rolls come, those fresh but rolls biscuits come out, and then they're cold or bad. You want to just take them and throw them back in the kitchen and tell them to bring you new ones out. Because if they're good, they're the best, aren't they? Oh, man. I, they, and fortunately, every time I've had them, they've been good. But, yeah, yeah I absolutely. Love, and I've tried – and I've got the mix, and I made them at the house, and they come out pretty good. But they don't – they still don't come out as good as they do at the lobster. And yeah. unfortunately for me, that's about the best thing I find on the menu at Red yes. Lobster. But well, let, dang biscuits. Red Lobster in a hole is like that, like ours around here. It's either you go there. There's no gray area. It's either really, really good or really, really bad. There's no yep. saving grace. Like, I'm sorry, dude. When I go in and order f- seafood, I-, I don't know about you, John. I expect my hot seafood to be hot and my cold seafood to be cold. Yeah, am I wrong? Like, if it's supposed to be clams, like you like open face on ice or whatever, you want them to be cold, don't you, John? Yes, absolutely. There's nothing worse than getting uh, room temperature shellfish, raw shellfish, or uh, yeah, that's bad. And also bad is room temperature sushi. Absolutely. And I had that one time at, at uh, out here at Epcot, and I was like, yeah, that's okay. No, no sushi. I want right on the edge of freezing. Actually, I mean, I want it cold. So. And you get an order of snow crabs or Dungeness crabs, and and you're breaking them, and it's cold, and and it's like. It has that sloshy water feel when you're breaking them yeah, up. Yeah, and, yeah. like, take this crap back. I, what am I paying for? You know, it's like, but when they're scalding hot and perfect, and you break it open, and if I, you don't a need a little puff of steam. Comes yes, out. it's perfect. So, <laughs> go ahead, continue reading. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, as much as I love the coconut bread of old, the new biscuits are awesome. The cheddar bacon biscuits have hollow. Oh my goodness. Cheddar, bacon, and jalapeno. I'm a happy man. <laughs> and, uh, they are spicy and packed with cheese and smoky bacon flavor. Man, that sounds good. good right by itself. Yep. Uh, c- coconut papaya scones are great, too, with a hint of both days present in the soft rolls. Yeah, I, the bread, I, I wasn't too impressed with the pineapple bread that I, I had there that time, so uh, the, these actually sound better. Uh, the mixed green salad was a tremendous improvement. The citrus dressing was refreshing, and the almond sesame brittle puts each bite over the top. Honey coriander chicken wings. Well, I wonder who makes these. Yes. Uh, wings are unaltered. They are well doused in sweet tangy sauce and tender on the bone. 
But as my son says, why do I want to go to a haunted when you make them as good as you do? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot to <laughs> I I forgot to also tell JJ. He owed me a beer for that recipe. I fed that kid pretty well with that recipe, didn't I, John? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That 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 in the walkway between Hollywood Studios and Epcot, Doug. You've helped me out a couple times. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the little things, right, John? But there you go. There you go. That wing recipe, that that for anything. I mean, tenderloin, anything. You could put that thing on that recipe that. Uh, Rob and that sauce on anything and it would be good John but it's fantastic yeah, yeah. on the wings oh good. yeah it works great and yeah I make them about once once every three weeks I make them so uh, wood fire grilled teriyaki beef island shrimp casserole with herb breadcrumbs roasted eight way chicken with Polynesian inspired chimichurri sauce cabalsa, cabalsa sausage now what does cabalsa have to do with the Polynesia <laughs> any uh, idea no okay oh a uh, Hana uh, noodles and roasted broccoli. You know, if you were going to go with something like that, Doug, wouldn't you go with Spam? Exactly. I mean, 100%. does Spam have more of a uh, connection to Hawaii and the Polynesian uh, islands than a Cabalsa would? 100%. Okay, yeah, uh, well, didn't you hear about the Polish settlers in Hawaii, John? <laughs> I missed that. That's yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Bri- okay. yeah, Jamski. He he sailed the ocean blue and ended up in Hawaii. Didn't you remember that? <laughs> there you go. Yes. Ivan Putzky's uh, family. They they discovered. The <laughs> uh, like cabalsa was excellent, though, packed with juicy flavor, followed by a nice spicy kick uh, kick on the back end. A pleasant addition to the lineup. Uh, chicken seemed as it would be a downgrade, but it was large, tender, and juicy. Pieces come covered in chimichurri. I like chimichurri, too. Mm. At least a lateral move, but we really enjoyed it. Again, we would love it if the sauces, it, sauces for the meat were still there. It would be nice to have the option. Uh, teriyaki beef. The teriyaki beef came in its own skillet. It's practically the same as before, but we still miss the sauces that used to be provided. It's a little tough, but full of flavor and well cooked to medium, uh, medium-ish okay. pre- uh, preparation. Okay, I'm sorry to cut you off, John, because I never, ever, ever do that. Never, never. But looking at these pictures, I assume they're their meals. Am I wrong, John? This is what they were served, and they're taking pictures as they're eating. Now, I'm not trying to, as you know, John, I don't. I'm not the biggest defender of Disney or any anybody really, except for you and my my family. You know what I'm saying. But does this actual meat here, does it this teriyaki beef, does it look like it needs any more sauce? Like, I mean, it looks pretty. <laughs> I mean, it looks pretty good. Like, what what are you, and how much more sauce do you need? I mean, am I wrong with with the pictures here, John? Do you think it needs more sauce? I think what they're they're doing is comparing it to the way that it used to be served, and you know, it used to come out on the on the skewers, and so the the server would come over to your plate and he'd drop off four slight or four chunks, and I don't believe that one was um, sauced at all. It no, because grilled. this is sitting in a pan of yeah. sauce. How much more yeah. you want? So this one is sauced already. So yeah. I, I think what they're saying is they would like to have a different option to not well, be sauced don't. at all. Well, you don't. You don't. Yeah, when I go to Burger King, I'd like to have a quarter pounder with cheese, but they don't serve it there no more, <laughs> ever. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Let's well. uh, see the. Uh, Hanal noodles. The noodles were worth fighting for. They're as good as ever. Yeah, they they always. It, it, and it's weird. It's one of those plain, simple things, but they are really good. Even if they are simple dishes, comfort food offers soft noodles covered in oily accompanying that, that will please anyone at the table. It's so good you'll need to ask for another skillet with just noodles. And here comes the disappointment: the island shrimp casserole. That doesn't even look all well, that appetizing. Dude, if you like, in my opinion. This is just me. 
If you do that to shrimp, you should be brought up on charges. I mean, it doesn't need all that. Yeah, you understand? It's too much. It's it's the same thing. I'm not trying to be smart, but like putting lobster in macaroni and cheese. Even though I joke about it, I try it. I mean, it's not, but it still should be punishable by law. I mean, like, why are you ruining lobster with mac and cheese? Am I wrong, John? Yeah, you have a certain point. I've tried yeah. it before. Yeah, I've had it well, a couple of times. It, and honestly, it really doesn't. And I love macaroni and cheese, and I love lobster. It's just I don't know if I need them together, honestly. So, well, but was, this one, this looks just looks terrible. It looks the like they ruined friend, it. But let me finish. Yeah. I got one more comment, John. Of okay. course, like my buddy Mike, we almost came to blows, and God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. I'd make him a flamingani to ask for ketchup. I'd want to punch oh, him in the face, dude. I love you, John, but like, like it's like what? they need a strip steak. You know what I'm saying? My, I love, yep. I love Mike, John, but you know who puts ketchup on a flaming yawn? My my stepfather. Um, I made steaks for my mom, my uh, my older brother, and and myself one time when I came down um, from the Navy, and I grilled him to a nice medium, and I grilled his to a, a well done because he liked his uh, almost burnt, and then he asked for uh, ketchup. And so then uh, two two months later, I came back on leave and I bought three good steaks, one for mom, one for me, one for my brother, and I bought him a ground beef patty. I don't blame (laughs) you. And I cooked it exactly how I want. And you know what? He was perfectly fine with it. Yeah, well, good for him. No waste of money on that. Yes. If you want ketchup. Here, I'll, I'll make you a grilled, I'll make you a grilled hamburger, or I'll, I'll do you a cube steak. But I'm not going to take a f- fine piece of meat and no. let you put ketchup on it. That's no. just that's blasphemy. It's blasphemy. It's yeah, wrong. It it's horrible. Like yeah, me and him would get into it. He, he would do the same thing too. We went one day to a really nice breakfast, and they had they made a fillet for the steak for the breakfast with the with the eggs, uh, hash browns, and all. And he ordered, he put like eight pounds of of uh, ketchup on this steak. I'm like, why oh. would you? Why, why, like, order a shoe and put the ketchup on in deep, right? I don't know. But anyway, no, this is, that island casserole with the shrimp, I tell them, please, could you just grill my shrimp and bring it out with a little bit of garlic and uh, that'll be fine. Uh, the Ohana shrimp casserole is an embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> flavorless. It just tastes like watery cheese and breadcrumb seasoning. And for, uh, from one of my Facebook groups that I'm, I'm uh, uh, part of, and, and I've got a lot of really good friends that I've made through the years, uh, the Diz Dads, one of their big things is the different guys that go to Ohana through the year, they take pictures of the shrimp wall that they used to make because they would they would obviously get as many, you know, it's all you could eat shrimp for the longest time. And so they would take the shells and start to construct uh, little walls around the table, <laughs> yeah. around their plate as they ate them, and then show them off to the other Diz Dads in the group and stuff. And it was it was always fun. Um, so this is a huge, huge just disappointment for all of those guys to know that those really good uh, grilled shrimp have turned into this disgusting looking mess. Well, so. well, hopefully Disney will listen to this like they never do, but things seem to get changed when we scream about some things, John. <laughs> but anyway, maybe they'll change it back to the good stuff. Now you're at the uh, pork dumplings. I'm sorry. Yeah, pork dumplings are unaltered as well. They're juicy with a flavorful sauce accompaniment. They were good, too. Now, let's get to one of the most important parts. Bread pudding is back and as good as ever. Warm, Looks delicious. Uh, warm soft bread covered in ice cream and a delicious sweet caramel sauce it's a strong reason to return despite the shrimp scandal yeah <laughs> the shrimp scandal oh oh god i can't even believe this would uh, but here it is all you care to enjoy plant-based dinner doug same price 55 bucks 
Are, are you gotta be kidding me? Uh, you get hummus with wonton chips, yeah. mixed green salad, uh-huh. Ohana plant-based dinner skillet, Ohana noodles. You get that roasted broccolini, pineapple barbecue jackfruit, Polynesian-inspired chimichurri chicken. It's not chicken sausage. It's not chicken, and it's not sausage. No. So, <laughs> no. Uh, uh, and you get a a donut with a coconut milk frozen dessert. So. I don't think so. Uh, and well, well, there's another part, uh, important part of dinner at Ohana: the Lapu Lapu. Back at 18 bucks. That's a, I think that's the same price I paid for it last time. So uh, cheap. You do get well, to keep no, the pineapple. Cheap, I'm kidding with you. You get to get the keep the pineapple, John. You take it with you. Yeah, if you want to. No, I took it back and I ate on it a little bit and then threw it away. But <laughs> and then the back uh, scratcher. I did take it with me though. I don't know why. <laughs> so. Oh, the back scratcher looks pretty good. A Bacardi, Bacardi Superior Rum Plantation Original Dark Rum, Guava Passion Fruit Juice topped with Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, and a Bamboo Back Scratcher. That would be worth it to me just for the back scratcher. Yeah, see, so you actually do get something with that one. So, yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's only thirteen it, bucks, John. Yeah, and and you get a a more useful souvenir. You know, the the pineapple is kind of worthless, but a back scratcher you can take and use for the rest of your trip. Yeah, get a, get your waitress to sign it. You'll have a souvenir. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, memory, uh, memories of your poly trip. And the only problem with that would be is, believe it or not, uh, I can't drink Jack Daniels. It's I'm American Indian, and that's my fire order. That that's the me... one that fires you up. Oh, huh? yeah. God, it was so bad that, like, I would never start any fights ever as far as fisticuffs but i i had zero patience when i drank that it was like nobody could say anything to me <laughs> being a problem john so all my friends we would go on vacation or away jack daniels has been banned from me for life john well, let's just say uh, tequila might be somewhere around there for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, no. If, if you noticed, uh, if you haven't noticed before, Doug, I, I do have a uh, a chipped front tooth. That might be directly related to my tequila <laughs> story. <so. laughs> there you go. So we need to keep that away, John. Yeah. What else do we have here? Much? Anything else? More Dooney and Burke bags. Uh. Jungle Cruise stuff coming out more and more every day. That's going to be saturated everywhere once the movie gets released, don't you think, John? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's going to be all over the place. But I I wouldn't. I mean, I don't think 55 bucks is bad for that Ohana meal. No, actually, and and with the exception of the shrimp casserole, everything seems uh, as good as it was before, if not better. So, no, I don't think that's excessive. I mean, 55 bucks, you pay 18 for a Lapu Lapu or 13 for the back scratcher even. So you're looking at 68 bucks, 68 bucks per person, two people. You're at 140 a tip, 170 bucks, 180 bucks. That's not horrendous for us. Uh, oh, uh, uh, dinner at the Poly, you know. Well, so. Okay, okay. You've, you, you, I've been doing this show a long time. You've listened to me bellow forever. I complain about a lot of stuff, don't I, John? You can yeah. tell me. No, no, yeah. really, no, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> but when it comes to meals or spending money on food or whatever, do you really hear, I'll say like certain, I don't think certain things are worth it. Like I don't like uh, a la carte meals. It ain't about the money. I don't want to be, I don't want to see 12 bucks or 15 bucks for a baked potato. But if you charge me $75 for that meal and I love it, I'm not going to complain. We went to Paddlefish. I don't complain. Whatever we go out, have you ever heard me complain about money, John? I'm not cheap, am I? No, no, but not at I all. Just, you're, you're actually rather extravagant. Well, thank you. But I just don't want to 
I don't complain about the food a lot. I don't think Disney prices as far as food is a problem. My problem with Disney is everything else. I don't think the food prices are bad. Because I go out to dinner a lot here, and it's no worse than my local restaurants, and they need to make money. I'm not mad about that. It's just everything else. But you won't ever hear me really complain about them. Like, I'll joke around about 350 for one bottle of water. If you're going to pay that, that's on you because you you can get a case for that. <laughs> you, can, you can get a case, and you can still go to uh, any counter service and ask for a, a cup of ice water. Yes. And so, I mean, it, that's your choice to spend 350 on, on a bottle of water. Yes, because, yeah, this... yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, there's there's nothing preventing you going over to the Speedway gas station and buying you a case. No, so. and the same thing with a Coke. It's 350 I've bought many of them. I don't complain because I'm the one that forgot to put one in my backpack because they do allow me to bring that in. Yep. Yeah. So, so yep. that's my point, but I, I don't really get upset. I mean, I, I was just asking you as a, as doing the show. I don't really think I complain about food prices at all. Would you say I do? No, and you, and and fifty five bucks, like you said, for this, it, it's not because also, Doug. I mean, you do have to factor in where you're at. You're at yeah. the freaking Polynesian, and yeah. you're going to be sitting on the second store, uh, second store. You're going to look out the window and see the uh, the Cinderella's castle. So, I mean, it's 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 a beautiful yeah, a night. Location has a little bit to do with this too, you know. Exactly. And so, no, and hey. and for. I would be a lot quicker. I mean, actually, I, I would make this reservation a lot quicker than I'm even considering Cape May at this point yeah. uh, because I have no interest at all in going back to Cape May unless they bring back the all-you-can-eat crab legs. Um, because yeah. and, and I what... do, and I am defending them on that as far as there's a lot of things I've heard. A lot of places are having problems with transportation and crab right now. Okay. So maybe that's the reason why they're – like even a lot of the local stores around here, certain crabs are running low on, and there yeah. was a cra- and crab cakes have gone through the roof. Like now, how lumber problems and all, they've yeah, been having problems yeah. with getting crab cakes. A lot of a lot of places around here are having problems with crab cakes on the menu. So maybe yeah. that's the reason why that Cape May's having a problem because there's a crab shortage. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, I mean I would much rather go to uh, Paddlefish and and get that meal that mean. Uh, me and you and uh, or me and Lisa had um, that that Mr. Davis kindly paid for, which uh, we really appreciate. But no, nonetheless, but... <laughs> I, I, I'm I would willing to do rather... it again and again and again, John. I had a wonderful time. I would gladly pay again at that restaurant. It was so awesome. So yeah, and I would I would much rather uh, pay for that dinner than to uh, go to Cape May with what they have on offer right now and pay the, the same amount of money. So no, Ohana doesn't seem like that bad of a deal. So no. And, Johnny, you took care of me, too, on the trip. We all had a great time, Judith and Tommy. It was wonderful just being with people that were just there to have a good time. We had a great time together. And what I love about all of us, our little group that I wish everybody else was like, none of us all have the same views on or opinions on a lot of things, do we, John? No, no, we all have different we, opinions. I'd say, like, we're 80% common and 20% we think different things, different ways. We see things differently. But all of us allow each other to have opinion. We're not getting mad at each other. Am I wrong, John? We discuss things. Like, Tommy's 100% wrong trying to say uh, Hagler was better than Leonard. But I will allow him to be <laughs> wrong with that, you know, because – and I won't be mad at him, and I'll still love him. Like, I could see he thinks different than me for him to ever believe that Hagler was better than Leonard. But that's what we all – that's why we're friends. We can all have a discussion and see each other's point of view without, without not still loving each other. Am I wrong? If you if you two could have seen Judith and 
Brenda's eyes rolling as y'all were having that discussion that night. <laughs> you would have enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, look at Tweedledee and Tweedledum arguing over there is probably what they were thinking. But they're the ones that fell in love with us. That's their, pro- that's yeah, their fault. That's on them, right? You know what? Between me and you, they could, neither one of them could get a better guy, John. We treat them well. You got to give us that, John. I think we all do a good job. You do a fantastic job. You didn't bring Lisa into the conversation. I'd have said her, you too. <laughs> you left yourself out there. So I was defending uh, me and Tommy's rights there, John. You're wonderful, okay. Johnny. I love you. You're so handsome and incredible. Uh, what else do we have here? I don't see anything else except for the more and more uh, of the Black Widow. I, I'm on the fence with that. I really want to see it, but I don't know if I want to pay the extra 20 bucks for it. Yeah, I'm not paying it that much. If anything, or twenty nine dollars. Again, that was the argument. I'm going to fight myself right here. I would probably play pay nineteen ninety nine because it would be ten bucks for me and Brenda to go see it anyway. But thirty, yeah. it's not going to cost me in tickets. Yeah, yeah true. That, I, but and plus, anything, I'm already anything, paying monthly. Go ahead. If anything, Doug, I think I would actually go to a theater to see a movie now as opposed to paying it on. Uh, Disney yeah. Plus just because it would be an experience and I've been to I don't think we've been to the theater in two and a half years three years now so it would be nice to actually go see a movie the so. last movie I seen in the theaters because I'm the greatest Star Wars fan over you was the last Star Wars movie is what I went my, myself remember yeah and, and actually I think Han might have been the last one I saw so uh, there you go I tell you what John I would definitely look good in this the new Haunted Mansion fedora available at Walt Disney World. I'm shocked they didn't ask me to model this. Are you now? Yeah, do you, it's a nice looking fedora, isn't it? I'm trying to find it. It says Restless uh, Siri Deepened Souls. I can't read that one. Desperate Spirits Weakened Souls. Desperate, Restless Spirits uh, Departed Souls. It's, they have some areas like blanked out a little bit when you see it. It's a purple fedora, John. You don't see it yet? No, no, no. I, don't have, I haven't found it. So It's a way down, but it's pretty cool. But anyhow, where are you driving this afternoon, Johnny? I've got the Magic Kingdom Epcot run. So I've got like five of those, and I'll be done for the day. So. Okay, and then you're going to head home and put those feet up. You should, John. No, I'll probably do some yard work. So. Oh, Johnny, you got to rest yourself, buddy. Even though I got in trouble with my throat surgery. Yeah, I was up well. and roaming around the next day, and she was not happy with that. Ah, they have new Marvel uh, Captain America and Black Panther magic bands now, too. For a resort that don't want magic bands no more, they sure as hell are selling them, aren't they, John? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've got a lot of options out. You know what I did see? It, it's funny, Doug. I did see a, riv- a specific resort uh, magic band for the Riviera. And that's the only specific resort one that I've seen, as yeah. opposed to, I mean, because me and you have mentioned, I don't know how many times, every resort, especially hopping around to different resorts, you know, us staying at one time at Animal Kingdom Lodge, one time at Boardwalk, one time at Beach Club, I would love to have a magic band from each of those trips, and then that would be my good Your souvenir, souvenir from yeah. that resort that, that I remember that trip by, but for some reason, they, they the only one I've seen is Riviera. Well... I'm a, I'm actually, I would be on board with that too, John, because I would buy one from every resort. I, I would probably even go to each resort that I stayed at previously and buy one now if they did it. <laughs> Just to check them. Yeah, 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 to have them all set up on my, uh, hanging here in my office, if you follow me. So, but, 
there was another review, but we don't have time right now. And then we'll go over it maybe on the next show on the Maya Grill. They really enjoyed that over at Coronado Springs. So, anywho, okay. I'll let you get back to work. I am glad to have you back on, John. I, I missed you for the last two shows. So, hopefully we can figure out. I'll get your schedule next week and we can figure out what's going on. But, please be safe. Rest those feet later, John. Everybody out there, please be kind to one another. Head over to iTunes and leave a review. Even if you think it's the angriest, meanest show you ever heard, <laughs> tell us over there. Uh, yeah, please leave us a review. And if it's a critical review, that's fine. We might actually pay some attention to it and try to uh, and try to uh, uh, better our show. So. And, and even if you like ESPN better than Flying Fish, if you like either restaurant, we love you both. So please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Everybody be kind to one another, and we will talk to you soon. Say goodbye, John. The WDW Main Street Podcast, where orange uh, or uh, citrus swirls and Dole Whips get along. 100%. I enjoy both. <laughs> I'd buy, All right, well, bye-bye. I'd buy bye-bye, both folks. at the same time. Talk to you later, there John. You bye-bye. All right. Come see me on the bus. That's it, guys. We're going to hop off our stools and pay our tabs and get on out of here. If you guys could, could you please head over to iTunes if you enjoy the show and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. Even if you don't, we'd really appreciate it. Also, you can head over to Twitter and find John at Beer Solo. You can find me at Grumpy6767. You can find us both at WDW Main Street on Twitter and Facebook. Also, head over to Podbeam and check out WDW Main Street, and you can find all our sponsors there. Everybody be kind to one another. We will talk to you real soon. Bye, guys.